Hi guys, welcome back to Corner Taking Quickly. I'm here with Dipit and Rabil. How are you guys feeling today? Um, yeah, I'm feeling good. Hi, hi, hi guys. Uh, feeling a, uh, you know, bit bit peeved off with with the weekend result, but uh, best to get that out of the way and look forward to Porto and then Man City as well. But yeah, all in all, good. I agree. Uh, how are you feeling, Dipit? Yeah, I'm feeling very nice. And yeah, it was an amazing game against Brentford. And looking forward to Porto this week. Yeah, speaking about the Brentford game, Shades of was it 16-17 Liverpool. I remember literally uh, we had freaking what, Carrius, Vermeule and Gold, Lovren. We, we were dependent on goals. What did you make of those games, Rabil? Um, yeah, it's, it's a game that we have in us, uh, where, where it's very chaotic and a bit of a seesaw match, um, it was feels like, yeah, it's not going to be our day, we're not going to win. Um, I always generally think that when, you know, when we, whenever we concede too, as we know, the entire team was not at it, and they were not at it that day. Um, but, you know, it's, um, it can happen, you know, you, you go away to a new promoted side, you want the big names, they all turn up for it with a bit more fire in their belly and Brentford were you know they were full value for for their point I feel, I feel like to, 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 be, to be honest they probably should have won it um, they did have that couple of chances towards the end so you know um, yeah I'm frustrated the fact that we didn't win especially as we were leading with like 10 minutes to go but the way the game was going I'm also relieved that we didn't lose so you, you take it you take it on the chin you move on to the next game um it's a good thing that we have a Champions League game because I think that's always been Liverpool's good escapism. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we move on to the next game after that. Yeah, you know, speaking of escapism, I remember that horrible run we had in, it was a January, February, where the only bright spark of that time was we went, well, who would we play? We played Leipzig. Yeah. Hungary. And we were saying, can we move Anfield to, to Hungary at that point? Because we'd scored more goals. At that stadium in Budapest, and we had an Anfield in 2021. But how good were Brentford today? That day, the depict. Yeah, they were really amazing. And uh, you know, to reiterate what Rabil said, uh, he also wrote it on Twitter, I guess. And I really, uh, you know, agree with that. That there are some games that you don't get mad at, and I think that was one of those games that you are not mad at a draw. Obviously, it's a like we are so used to winning, we get disappointed when it's a draw. But it's one of those games that I was really happy to watch as a spectator, and a draw was a fair result. And I wasn't mad at us, you know, dropping two points or something like that. I I really looked at it as a one point gained because the way the game was going, Brentford also deserved a point. And you know, the there are very few games where, as a spectator or as a supporter of a team, you feel that way. And one more point that I wanted to make is like, you know, uh, uh, after the game, you uh, I see people's reaction. And the thing is that as a team, we have set standards so high, you know, in the last two seasons that we really get upset at a draw when we play such. I think we play really well. So, so that's also a testament to the team that we support, right? They're an amazing team and... Uh, it was an amazing game. Yeah, I think you know, we've we've definitely been spoiled the last few seasons, having what ninety seven points in one season, ninety nine when we won the league, and yeah, you know it's 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 normal. It's not like the norm for a team to win every single game of the season, but and definitely though, Brentford played very well. They showed they didn't show us too much respect. I like how I really how the manager set up how they they got at us. But what went wrong you think in the defense today, guys? At Brentford though, normally our defense is watertight. You know we've only conceded, apart from that game, one goal due to a, he- a very good header from Chelsea. Was it a mixture of Brentford playing really well, us kind of sleeping a little bit? What do you think? If you look at the goals, right? Everyone I seen the last two goals. Um, I can't really remember them now. Um. Because everyone blames Matip and Trent. But those goals came from everyone being sucked in towards the left because that's where the pressure was coming from. 
Trent was outnumbered at the back for one of the goals, and people were trying to people had the audacity to blame him. Um, I think it was a collective failure because usually Liverpool, um, the one thing you say you can say on under clock with Liverpool is that we don't ever get outnumbered in any area of the field because everyone's so compact and tight, and and the, the lines between the spaces are so na- are so thin and there's. You know, it's very narrow, you know, very well organised. It's rarely a situation where we get overwhelmed by by a sheer weight of numbers. But Brentford seemed to have an extra body everywhere. Trent was let down, I think, by um, poor support from Jordan Henderson. Um, I think on the other side, Robertson has not looked the same for a while. He need, you know, he's not getting a break he deserves, that he needs actually at this point. BVD had an uncharacteristically bad game, but I think that's partly a product of everyone playing badly. And I think it just it meant that his positioning was, by necessity, sort of all over the place because no one else was in their place where they, were, where they were meant to be. And he did make that last minute intervention, I think, to, to save us from, you know, further pain. But it's one of those games where I think no one's def- defensively, no one's in sync with each other. And usually when that happens, you know, when the midfield and defence don't play well together, that is what happens. You know, we only have to look back to the AC Milan game where um, our pressing was superb. But there was a five-minute spell where the gap between the defence and the midfield became like the Grand Canyon. And AC Milan scored twice because of that. These things can happen. And, you know, it's not anything to be alarmed about um, because I think we will put it right against... Um, Porto and City, but it it was worrying how easily Brentford attacked us. Um, I also just just one thing I want uh, one caveat I wanted to add to what Dippet was saying because I was looking at the the only other times when we finished second in the Premier League um, under uh, outside of Klopp, um, it was. Brendan Rodgers once, and then um, with John Hooley and Rafa Benitez. In 13-14, right, we finished the season uh, second, that amazing season where we nearly won the league. We drew six games and we lost six games. That's 12 games where we didn't win. In 2001-2002 season, we came second behind Arsenal, that great Arsenal side. We we um, drew eight games, lost six. In 08-09, when I felt we were easily the best team in England and therefore one of the best in Europe, we drew 11 games and we lost two. This Liverpool team has set abnormal standards to where that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. We, they'll drop three games maybe here or there, but it generally doesn't happen because they are so good and so effective. And I think a lot of Liverpool fans have forgotten the... The years of famine that we've had before defeats because we seem to forget where we came from, what it was like for us. And the fact that we should not take it for granted ever in the Premier League that we are going to win a game. Even though we are Liverpool, anything can happen. And this team have been so good at making sure that nothing happens against us for years that when it does happen occasionally, there's a sense of crisis. A sense of, oh no, look at the depth, look at this, look at that. Um... And I think we need we need a bit of perspective because because you know we we're not we're not going to win every game in the league. I think that was, that that was a that was a freak couple of years with this with this side. We were that far ahead of everyone. We were that good. But the normality is in in the Premier League. The normality is that the top two teams will still drop a lot of points because the league is just that competitive. So you know I think. Um, yeah, be disappointed with the fact that we, we threw that game against Brentford away. You know, we did have chances to kill the game. You know, Salah had that chance at one-on-one and, and everything. But we need a bit of, you know, we, we need a bit of, um, we need to be a bit more grounded. We need to be a bit more, you know, optimistic about the team and not panic so much. We've only dropped two points. As, as, I'm sorry, um, two games this season. We've been, we have been near flawless. And, you know, yeah, but yeah, it happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm really honestly happy that I was pretty young at the time of you saying the famine, that I don't remember as much 
the Hodgson years, my, my only, my number one memory was, I remember going to school one day, like the league table was put like on the notice board, I just saw us in relegation. We were 19. See, because so, I, I, I remember the drought, because I was a kid during the drought Julier years. So I remember, like, for me, like, for me, Liverpool used to, you know, we used to regularly get spanked by Arsenal and United. Arsenal were just the worst to play back then. It's so weird to think how much we beat them now. We could not win a game against Wenger's Arsenal back then. So, you know, like what Klopp has done, because I, I love John Hooley and I love Rafa Benitez. They will always have places in my heart. But what Klopp did with this team to where we are so dominant. That's not Liverpool. That's not who we are in the Premier League. Our story has always been good, but still not as good as Manchester United. That was always our story. We would, and if it wasn't United, it was Arsenal and Chelsea. It was always one of those three teams who were ahead of us. So I think, yeah, I think we just, you know, I, I, I understand, I understand the worry because we finally got to a top. We don't want to lose our place there, but you know, Klopp knows what he's doing. Even FSG, to an extent, they, they, they do know what they are doing. I think we just need to be a bit more, you know, just a bit more faithful in what we've got. Um, because, because this Brentford game, it won't happen, it won't happen every, like every other game this season. It's going to be a, a, you know, a rarity. And if I'm wrong, then wow, I am wrong. But I genuinely think, you know, this team, you know, that Brentford game was a, was was um, an aberration. It was a it, it, it was something that was a glitch in the system, and it, and it will be fixed. So yeah, we just we just need to be a bit more you know faithful in this team and, and believe that yeah they made a mis- you know they made some mistakes that day, but they'll bounce back. Yeah. So you said you're a kid under Julia, so you witnessed them. Did you witness the treble? Yeah, I was I was six then. So. Uh, um, so yeah, back then Michael Owen and Gerard were like my idols, and then um, yeah, I, I I remember I remember when Julia left, I felt really weird because he was the only manager I'd ever known. Um, so for me to see Benitez come in, I was like, what is this? What's gonna happen? But I used to remember that I used to, cause I when I was young, I used to those a couple of Champions League games because back then Champions League football it, it held like a degree of mystique for me because we weren't used to always watching foreign football. We only had like the channels one to five, so. Spanish teams you'd only ever seen Champions League. And the only other times I saw Valencia were when Rafa Benitez was in charge of them, and they used to murder us in Champions League in one season. I think it was 2003 or 2004. So when he took over, I was like, wow, you know, we're actually going to do something. Um, so yeah, those Julio years were awful, man. They, El Haji Jew, to have him as a striker, and people, you know, I'll take, I'll take Divock Origi any day over the absolute donkeys we had back then. Any day. Yeah, Bruno Sheru, the, the next Zidane, Salif Diaw, the yeah. next Sierra. How about you, Dipe? What were your experiences of uh, Liverpool as a child? Like, Rebels, where you actually saw silverware? Or me, where I witnessed this? Uh, you know, I have a very funny story of how I started supporting Liverpool. And... Uh, for me, it's always been some kind of an escape, you know. Uh, uh, from where I come from, everybody watches cricket, right? But uh, I remember going to my, uh, you know, elder parents' uh, house for one vacation. And it was the time that uh, Liverpool won the Champions League. So I remember, I and you know... It, I think I haven't told this, but the first match that I've ever watched of Liverpool is the 2005 final. No way. And I swear to God, I went to my... Uh, and so the, my brother was a Chelsea fan. So he was tuned into the final and obviously wanted Milan to win, right? Mm-hmm. So, because I think we defeated Chelsea in semi-finals. So he wanted Milan to win. And obviously, you know, like I was very young. So as a younger brother, you always want to annoy your older brother, right? So without knowingly, uh, unknowingly, basically, I started supporting the team in red. I didn't know it was Liverpool just to annoy him. So I told him that this team will win. And uh, so that's how it happened. And 
for me after that i you know i got into more into football and this and that then i started following it and it's been uh, for me if you ask me how my journey or my when growing up i i think it was always a form of escape and it was always a good you know memories that i've had even in our banter years uh the funny thing is that obviously you guys uh, you know everybody around you watches football so when we were not doing that well so you used to get obviously you know around in the friend circle oh, yes. you talk and you get <laughs> bullied in that sense but funny enough uh, around me not many people watch football at that time so i was like you know watching football when we lost so i was always we never discussed it in school so i didn't have to go through everything that you guys had to go Wow, Naman, I must have been so peaceful. But be honest, though, at halftime, did you, did you, or did you not stop watching? No, but at that point, I really didn't know like what's happening. I was just trying, uh-huh. you know, I didn't want uh, the team in there at that point to win. I just wanted to annoy my brother. That's the whole point. And after halftime, what happened? And I started seeing him that he was getting. you know very fidgety and all that stuff that's when i you know i started liking that team very much and then i that eventually i started supporting that team yeah i can imagine after a game like that you're you're hooked for life i have i have a similar story with how i um, started watching my uh, this this american football team with my dad another istanbul comeback so once you watch that It's like the romanticism. It's an escape. It's just it. It hooks you. And what a game to watch, man! Really, that's that's. Uh, if you want to pick a game in Liverpool, it's probably modern history. Yeah, uh, that's why. For me, then uh, my all discovery was, uh, you know, in reverse. After that, I discovered the, you know, the FA Cup final. After you know, after that only I discovered everything else, and then. That's how it went. Yeah, another comeback, the Jared final. Yeah, so Brentford had come and gone. Actually, I did a poll on Twitter about who would, if you would take Thomas Frank as a replacement for Klopp in the future. For, so far, forty-four percent said yes, fifty-six percent said no. What do you guys think? I don't know enough about him to. to Um, I don't know enough, enough about him as a manager to say yeah, I I take him. Um, for me, there's really only three or four candidates that I, I look at and say yeah, I'd want them as manager, and I don't really know enough about about, about him to say I'd want him. Yeah, who who are your candidates? Um, well, Wilder is not going to happen because he's gone to Bayern Munich. It's Nagelsmann. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I pronounce his name right there. Um, Thiago is also not going to happen because he's gone to PSG. Pochettino, Poch. Uh, I I would have taken Poch only because I think what he did at Tottenham gets uh, gets left on. I don't think people appreciate to take Tottenham Hotspurs of you know to a Champions League final. Um, to do what he did with basically no investment. You know we were you know it. He, he he's he's a quality coach. He is a quality coach. Um, Antonio Conte is would be he would win us a title or, or something within the first couple of seasons and then have a meltdown and leave. Mm. Um, would he have a meltdown though with with a crowd like ours instead of? Because I feel like Chelsea and like the, and Abramovich and the players kind of like suck the life out of him a little bit, like, you know, like a press. Yeah, but then, but, but then Inter Milan, he had everything there. He just won the league, and then he left, obviously because he didn't agree with the owners. He's going to have problems with FSG for sure. Um, my number one, though, I think, um, depending on how this year goes, see, I, 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 I think it's the role is tailor made for Gerard. I, I generally, I know he's, I know he's only. People say it's only in Scotland, but I think to have displaced Celtic, who was so far ahead of everyone else, to displace them the way he did, um, I think because he gets good results in the Europa League as well. So I think you know, for me, I don't know. I it's 
there's no real viable candidate candidate out there who is available. So I, because I know I want Gerard to want to want to manage Liverpool. He's the only manager I know. He's the only manager I know who I would say I definitely want him to manage Liverpool, whether it's immediately after Klopp or sometime in the future. But as soon as he's ready, I feel like we have to we have to go in for him. I don't know, you know, maybe he's ready right now. Maybe as in after Klopp leaves, maybe he's ready then. He's 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 the guy for me that I, I would want. I I I feel like also I know Lampard did bad at Chelsea, but I think Gerard is tactically levels above. Um, Lampard and uh, Schultz United. I think he, I think he could do do a job. Yeah, I think Jared definitely. But as well, I'd want him maybe or to get experience in England or just to to have a bit more time. I think though, with maybe this. Do you know who he should manage? Do you know who he should manage? Off if he leaves if he leaves Rangers, he should manage Newcastle. Bro, I'm thinking literally the exact same thing. Perfect. Because yeah. I think I think clubs like. You see clubs like Rangers, um, I, I, I mean, Liverpool have more in common with Celtic than Rangers, but in the sense of sleeping giants, those kind of football clubs, certain people gravitate to that, where the, the law of the history, the fans, the, the atmosphere, it's enough there to um, overcome the problems of, of the current day. Like Klopp did with Liverpool, like he did with Dortmund, like Benitez did with, with Liverpool and Napoli. I think Gerard could go to somewhere like Newcastle, or and he, or you know, and he would do a job there. I, you know, he's better. He'd be better than Steve Bruce. You know, he he would do a job there. So, for me, it, you know, if people are gonna say that no, you know, that job is too soon for him. And, and I, 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 I agree. You know, managing in the Scottish League and managing in the Premier League at the summit as well are two entirely different things. So, if you know, if he took over Newcastle. Or a club of that kind of ilk, you know, and then took them somewhere. Then I say, yeah, I I do agree. I think I think he probably does need a job in the Premier League first before he comes to Liverpool. Yeah, you know, even at Newcastle, he also he'll have experience with stingy owners. So, here's a question for for both of you guys, right? We 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 all want Gerard to manage Liverpool, but that's an assumption that Klopp will leave. If Gerard, say Gerard is tactically ready, he's we know he's proven that this guy is not a fluke, that he's the guy. Would you take that over having a dynasty with Klopp, like an Alex Ferguson Wenger style dynasty with Klopp where he stays for twenty, fifteen to twenty years and he just you know, whatever happens, happens. What would you guys prefer? Because I did not realise how much in love with Klopp, I would be. I I adore this man. The idea of him leaving, it hasn't even happened, and it's traumatic for me. So I don't know how you guys feel about it. You know, it's a very tough question. Uh, so while you were asking, I started thinking, and <laughs> till now I haven't, you know, got to an answer. Because I think, again, like everyone else, I absolutely love Klopp. Like I love him, I adore him, and. The day he leaves the club is the day, I don't know, man, how will I keep supporting this team? Because he has become synonymous with the club, with everything else, right? Around the team. But again, you know, one thing that I'm sure, the uh, like you asked, which manager I would want, you know, to replace him with. I would say most ideal candidate would be Gerard and... I don't even care if he's, you know, if he has, before that, if he has managed England or not. Because Klopp leaving is such a big thing. And he, he leaves such a big void there. That I think only person who can fill that void with the connection that we have as fans, you know, the emotional connections that we have. The only person who can fill that void will be Gerard. Because the connection that we have had with Gerard is the same connection I think we have made with Jurgen Klopp. So the void that he will leave, I think the only person who can fill the void, you know, in terms of emotional connect, is Gerard only. And I don't, I don't want to see any other person replacing Jurgen Klopp after he leaves. So for to answer that, I think the only person that I want, and I don't even care if before that if he manages in England or nothing like that. The day you know Klopp leaves, we'll be so sad. But if I know that. 
next manager in line is Gerard and he's coming again to Liverpool to Anfield. I think they'll be nullified. What do you think? Well, as you both know, uh, now speaking with Rebel, uh, growing up, Gerard was the guy for me. I love him. But I, I really I don't see how this is a question. If I could get Jurgen Klopp for another 20 years, I would take that any day of the week, man. There's only one Jurgen Klopp. This guy is a special, special manager. And I, w- I would take him 100% to have a dynasty. That's the only you know, thing. One, yeah, one thing that I just want to add, like, you know, I really want when, you know, Klopp leaves us, he goes and manages a national team. I swear to God, if he goes and manages any other team, be it in Premier League or any other league in the world, I'll be extremely heartbroken. I can't see, you know, him coming out in different track suit. I swear to God. I don't think he will because he's 54 now. He's already speaking about taking a break for his age. So I think a national team would be next on the cards for him. But I don't think we'll ever. I don't think we'll ever go to him in the Premier League. So I don't think he won't do that to us. I think Benitez is a bit more pragmatic, whereas whereas Klopp is a bit more of a romantic. I don't think he will ever want to do that. In the same way he does, he never ever wants to buy players from Dortmund. If if he was to go, I think he'd go to Italy and manage someone like AC Milan, like you know, big club with fallen hard times, or he'd go to Spain and manage someone like I don't know. I think uh, Madrid or PSG. I think that will be. I think PSG or Madrid. Really? You think so? Yeah. He, he I think PSG is tailor-made for him. No, I, 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 think, uh-huh. I, I think Klopp hates uh, big big money clubs. Yeah, he, I think he so. Not, he could not stand Bayern Munich precisely for that reason. I, I generally don't think he'd ever go to... I think... I think, if he, I think so you're, you're extremely correct, but I think uh, maybe uh, since he'll be approaching his end of the career thing, you know, so I I think he'll be more inclined towards winning more trophies and not, you know, how he gets it. That's my, I, that's what I think. I don't know. I think, if anything, though, if he would go to, to France, he would go to, like, a Lyon or a Marseille. Marseille, that's a, that's a proper football club. They're, like, a passionate, um, passionate, passionate fan. Like, in France, they're my favourite team. Yeah, something like that. Also, I think, what's his name? Um, Lyon, don't Lyon also have a similar model of... of of buying and selling, like, you know, but sell to buy like Liverpool do, you know? Yeah. But I was saying about Thomas Frank, the Brentford managers, I also, I don't know much about him, but based on, A, first his performance, uh, his tactics, but also one thing what makes us all love about Klopp is how, he, how, how good is he, how good he is as a man. And uh, Thomas Frank always, every single goal they play at the Brentford Stadium, he goes and celebrates with that, I'm not sure, with that, with that kid, how about Linders? Would you guys take Linders as the as the next manager? No, I don't think I would. I I I don't think I think there's a a system. You know, people who are assistant coaches don't necessarily always turn out to be great managers. Cause I think it's a different it's a different ball game. Um, so I I would not take him until he has like proven top class managerial experience. I, I know I've just what I just said about Gerard. It's a bit ironic, but um, no, I, I I would not take him. I think I think he probably works. I don't know enough about him to comment, but I just think he works better as part of the coaching setup than being a manager himself. Maybe, yeah, but the, most of our success was from the boot room back in the day. But I suppose the times have moved on. What do you think, Dibit? I don't know, man. Uh, you know, there's a constant debate about it. Like, but I I wouldn't want anyone like. Of course, like people say, like he's the next in the line or something like that. But once Klopp leaves, I would want a new manager with new set of ideas uh, who would, you know, try to do things in his way. Because I'll say, I think when if if Pep takes over, he'll have, you know, he'll still have that Klopp blueprint, and he'll be just like, you know, not the original version of it. So I would really want a manager who has his own original ideas and really believes in it so i don't really uh want him to be taking over after he leaves yeah i get you so we had the brentford game but beforehand the game i personally really want to talk about which we haven't talked about yet, is the norwich game now if 
Genie came to me and said, your perfect game, what would happen? Pretty close to what actually happened. Two goals from Minamino and a goal and assist from Diva Carigi. I was shocked. Uh, what did you guys make of that game? Uh, yeah, I was really impressed with, with Origi. I think that's twice now he's played in the last couple of weeks where I just felt his hold-up play, his movement, everything is so good, so sharp. He's, he is criminally underrated. I think, I think that is clear. Um, because when he, when he, when he was holding the ball up, when he was, the way he, you know, the way he brought others into the game, he's so good at it. He's, you know, his build-up play for me is, I said, I said it before in one of the other episodes, his build-up play for me is better than Diego Jota's by far. I think he, he knows, he doesn't lose the ball. Um, as much as people think he does, I think I think he's 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 he's, he's you know he, he's impressive in that regard. Minamino, um, th- this boy has so much natural talent. He's so good. Um, and I think you know I'm I'm okay with Klopp keeping him and persevering with him, hoping that he comes good because I think you know this guy you know he was good at Salzburg, he was good in the Champions League. You know when he's played for us, you know and actually been given a chance, he has scored. I think someone was put someone said on Twitter. Like something like six goals in like his last like some however many games for us like seven eight nine games. That's so he, like okay fair enough they weren't like some of them probably weren't like the biggest games, but he you know he can't finish. Um, so that you know to be honest that makes me slightly regret some of my um, panicking during the summer um, because I think Menemino you know he's there's a player that who is just. He just needs a bit of coaxing and, and he'll come out good. Origi, I think he, when he plays for, because he won't obviously, Jota and Bobby are ahead of him, but when he does play, I think for those three or four games that he, he'll play in league, he'll do, he'll do a good enough job. And yeah, they, they were all great. The, I mean, the highlight for me was the Rabona penalty save and then Gomez, that, the, the, Speed of movement to get them make a double block. The second block, oh, I, I love him. I, I I love Joe Gomez so much, so so much. Uh, yeah, great win. Yeah, man. Ain't nobody like Joe Gomez, huh? Yeah. Yeah, has honestly from everyone, even though most of my attention, as I'm sure you saw on my Twitter, I had a lot of fun on Twitter after that game. Cannot distract from the other performances. Katie Gordon, quality. Uh, what's his name? The midfielder, Morton, very good job. Simikas, exceptional. Konate Gomez. Honestly, everyone had a really good game. What did you think, Dipe? Who impressed you the most? Yeah, everyone, you know, really played well. And one more, uh, one thing, uh, that I would like to say is, you know, Simikas right now is playing football of his life. And, uh, I really loved the way he played and his crosses are amazing. And uh, I really want to know your views on this. Like people say like they still want Robo to play uh, uh, against big teams or something like that. But I think uh, not saying that Robo is, uh, you know, but it's just more about who is in a better form right now. Would you play him now against uh, every other team? Unless and until, you know, if uh, he gets injured. I don't think he needs to get dropped now. He deserves to get dropped. Um, yeah, I think Robertson... I'm I'm okay with playing him in big games um, because I think he... he to, to, to just put him out, he understands the assignment of what he has to do in those kind of games. The problem is that you need to rotate him a bit more games. Like he should, should not play against Brentford. Robertson looks... Tired. He looks tired. He's not getting forward as quickly as possible. Um, he's defending. He was always um, defensively far more solid than Trent. I don't think he is at the moment. Um, the thing that gets me the most is, and I, 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 I lose because Robertson's one of my favorite players at Liverpool, like top three or four. But he cannot take a corner that, and he will never cross the clear the first man. It's so aggravating. I'm like, you have the best left foot in the league after Salah. How are you not crossing the, a corner, a dead ball, with with more accuracy and more efficiency? 
he needs a break, to be honest. But again, this this the other thing as well, and I think Liverpool fans need to relax a bit in that, is that the criticism he's getting is excessive. Okay, he needs a break. You think he's not playing well. That doesn't mean that he's suddenly lost it or that he's been bad for us for a long, long time. He wasn't bad. He wasn't terrible last season. He was just tired in some games, but he was okay for most of it. Um, you know, same with Henderson and others. You know, yeah, I, I take him out of the team. I, I personally would play Simicast against Porto. I would still start Robertson against City. Um, but it, if Simicast puts in a blind against Porto, then then you'd have to you, you would have to start Simicast. I think I think I I know why Klopp isn't doing it because the minute you start a player in a big game, you are saying he is your player for the big games. That's the thing with Jota now. Last season, he was better than Bobby, but he didn't always start the big games. Now he is. And I think that's because he's displaced Bobby for me, Roberto Firmino. Um, so it, it, it's where the club feels like Simicast is now his starter left-back. Because if he isn't, if Robertson is still your regular left-back, then you should start him against City, if, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think definitely the who he plays against Porto could be a statement, like, Simicas has played better recently than Robo, but maybe you need to give Robo, you know, a game to ease him in. Simicas has played the easier games, to be fair. But I definitely think I would go with Robo again versus uh, versus City. He's, he's he's still before his bad form. He was the uh, best left back in the world. I still think he is, but at the moment, I, I think it's. It honestly it could be either. Klopp could either go, either go with Simicash as a he either wants to rest Robert before, before the City game or maybe play him, play him into some form. But honestly, I think this is a good problem to have. Like we have quality coverage in left back, but I wanted you guys to think to speak about our coverage and attack. Now we've had this conversation before about when Salah and Mane leave to Afcon. But after the Norwich game, are you more convinced about the a potential front line of uh, choices of Taki, Divock, Bobby, and Jota? Um, I am about Origi. I mean, as I, I, I am. The thing with Minamino is, I think he plays better. I personally think he plays better down the middle. But does he start in the middle if Bobby's available? He, he, I don't think he does. So then, what do you do? Um. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not that. Uh, it'll only be for a few games. I think Salah and Mane are unavailable. And I think we sh- we should have we should have enough in a tank with Jota and Bobby to to win those games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Depet? Because you know, Minamino played left wing against uh, Norwich, but I can see what you mean. Though maybe you'd prefer him to play a little bit more hold up play. But what do you think, Depet? Would we have enough when they leave for Afcon? Uh, I think obviously we were all, you know, we have discussed they're worried about our attacking option. But again, you know, they played really well against Norwich. Uh, Origi was again very, uh, very amazing, and uh, Taki also played a good game. So yeah, I think we, uh, how much, how many games are we playing uh, in there uh, uh, of Afcon? So they can potentially miss starts on January 9th and concludes February 6th. So yeah, three, four games, right? Yeah, I think so, depending on how far they get. So I think uh, we'll have enough in our, you know, tank to get through those games. But again, uh, you won't get the quality that we have with Salah and Mane, right? And again, uh, one more thing I wanted to add is... uh, Hawks has really disappointed me, man. Again and again, all the cameos that he has done this season, he has lost balls. He's done. He, I, I don't think that he he's up to it now, and that really, you know, uh, cancels one more player out of our attacking arsenal because I I don't think we can trust him anymore because. He, I don't think what you uh, you can you know you both can shed more light on it, but for me I think he isn't playing really well, man. Oh, I don't know the drop or drop in quality that I've seen in Ox is huge. Yeah, I think though against Norwich Ox was a little disappointing. 
that's Shame. my point like if you don't if you come like these are the game that you where you expect him to play well right like now origi and uh, taki also played really well against norwich when our senior members were resting and all that stuff so if you not if you not play good in these games so when are you expected yeah i, I don't i don't think he's got any many more that that, that injury against roma he just he was never same then like like there's been glimpses of there was glimpses of him a couple of years ago this in the 2019-2020 season where he, you know he'd have a couple of games here and there in with boxes he needs a run of game team and he will never get that because there's too many players who are ahead of him. And I think, yeah, for me, he, if, uh, if, if, like, if, if we're moving, like, we are talking about depth, and I think there's, he, he, he doesn't offer anything anymore. You know, that's a sad thing because when he was fully fit before, he was something different to what we had. He was something really different. We don't, and, he, and he's just, it's sad to see him like that because um, I think he's such a nice guy. And, and he's not like lazy as well. When he plays, he puts it, he, he does put a shift in. But the thing is, you can see him trying to do things and nothing's coming off for him. That's the worst thing. It's not like he's lazy and nothing's, nothing's being produced. He just doesn't, there's something, I, I can't put my finger in it. He just, it's, it's, the quality isn't there anymore. Um, so yeah, for me, I think, I think he, yeah, like, like Dipper said, that's just one player out in terms of depth. Because you just know there's no, he's just a name there. He's not bringing anything on the pitch anymore. Um, yeah, it's really sad to see him like that. Yeah, so Rabil, you're extremely right. Like I really, uh, what you say, I really, you know, I'm in agreement with that. So, what do you think of the game uh, that we have this week against Porto? What will be your team against uh, Porto? For me, um, okay, so I'd go with uh, Allison. Um, Trent. Uh, I would not start VVD. Um, so Kanate, Matip, Simikas. Um, to be honest, I I wanted to start Matip in against City, but I don't think you can play Gomez and Kanate. I think they're both too young. Um, you need some experienced player there. Um. In midfield, it would probably be for me, uh, Fabinho, let's see, Fabinho, Curtis Jones, and Keita, if he's fit. If he's not, then, then no. Then, then it would have been Milner. And up front, I'd go with, uh, Mane, Jota, Salah. Yeah, I think, uh, team really picks itself, right? I think at this point, uh, I uh, like. We, did you see that picture of Thiago on crutches? Um, oh yeah. So that's a huge blow. I don't know if it it was that uh, that big of a of an injury, but again, like you said, uh, I think I'll have the same team. Uh, yeah, if uh, I think if Keita is fit, he comes back straight in, and uh, I would play Fabinho Keita. How can you get injured kicking the grass? I don't understand this, brother. Uh, I swear to God, man. I, uh, but again, uh, uh, but uh, there, uh, there have been a lot of news about us, uh, you know, agreeing a deal for Bazuma in January. Is uh, is there any credibility in that? Uh, I, no, either because I've not heard any of the actual local journalists talking about it. Um, but yeah, but there are a lot of uh, uh, you know news outlets coming with this thing that we have agreed a, a deal with uh, Bazuma for thirty million pound. That would be a fantastic January signing. Honestly, that would be so so good. But again, I don't think uh, Brighton will give uh, will lose such an important in January because they are playing amazingly well. I think if they win, they'll go top of the league today. Win takes them fifteen points. Ahead of us by one point. Yeah, they're, they're playing Crystal Palace today at eight. So if they win, they'll go, they'll be top of the league. So I don't think they'll lose such an important player in January. They're playing amazingly well this season. Well, who would be your centre back partnership though, Dipit, for Porto? Um, I think Gomez and Van Dyke. I'll give Matip a rest again. I think that's customary. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Gomez and Van Dyke. 
and midfield. Who do we have left? We've got Curtis, we have Ox, Milner. Is Milner free? Yeah, I think we can slot in Milner as well. Uh, is he back in the training? Yeah, that's what I was asking. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't think he, he he's fit right now to play. Okay, then. Our options are pretty limited. We have we have Hendo, Ox, Fabinho and Curtis. So three out of those four. I reckon probably... Well, you might throw a little bit of a Curtis in there. Maybe Fabinho, Fabinho, Curtis, Hendo or Fabinho. <laughs> yeah, so we have that and we've got City. Which one would you prioritize? Uh, I think, of course, City. Uh, uh, again, I think uh, we'll be able to get through our Champions League group. I don't think uh, I, I don't think that'll be much of a problem. But again, I think since we are almost top of the league, if Brighton don't win today, I think we need to capitalize. These are the games that need to win, you know, to really solidify our position at the top. Because again, you people are writing City off again, like same mistake every time. Of oh, they need to understand, they are always a slow starters, right? They don't play well in you know starting. But after that, they become extremely relentless. They won't lose one point. So we need to get as many points of them in the starting before the international break. Yeah, never, never discount City. I always say, even now when you ask me who's going to win the league, I would say probably City. They're just unbelievable. And like Chelsea, as as we saw on the weekend, City, they beat Chelsea, the so-called winners so far of this year. But when you're talking about, you know, before Conte joining um, joining us, but how mad would it be to see a game of Tuchel versus Conte? Both defensive-minded coaches. I swear, but, you know, the, uh, I had this, uh, you always have some notions about people, right? For me, I always thought that he used to play an attacking football. You know, you have this notion about German managers. But I swear to God, he parks the bus in 7th, 8th minute. I swear to God, every single player is behind that, you know, halfway line. And they don't, the only thing they do is, you know, use Lukaku's physicality and try to get ball to him. But I don't know what, he, I swear to God, he was playing four, obviously, in defense, one goalkeeper and three DMs in that game against City. That's eight people in defensive-minded people, and then two, three that they use. That's that's you're playing three DMs. That's yeah, and, that's and football and terrorism. And you have Rhys James and Marcus Alonso. Klopp said it a few years ago that sitting deep against against any Pep Guardiola side is basically hoping you win the lottery ticket. There's more danger when you take no danger, whereas if you actually go after City, you exploit their weaknesses and you'll dilute their attack simply because they're more focused on defending. They're not going to be attacking with the same assurance. You know, when you sit back in City and they know that you don't pose an attacking threats, their fullbacks can, can get forward without any worry. Whereas, you know, when, these, when they were playing us um, and, like, Salah and Mane used to terrorise them, the fullbacks were never confident going forward because they knew what was, was going to happen as soon as they lost the ball. Counter attack, bam, it's a goal. Two, uh, two, uh, two shots, two care whatever his name is. He, he's, I, I mean, I, you can't say he's overrated because he's just won the European Cup, but he's overrated. People think he's Klopp because the guy managed every club that Klopp managed. He took over every club, uh, club Klopp did and he did a worse job with them. He's he's the, the only reason he's won trophies is because he went to to a farmers league where he couldn't mess it up by like no matter how hard he tried. So for me, you know, for me, I I don't I don't I don't I, I, for example I don't think he's better than Zidane even as a coach. People never talk about Zidane as a great coach, but I think Zidane's better better than him. I think he got found out yesterday. Not found out yesterday, but he was so defensive yesterday uh, sorry on the weekend I, like it was just weird you're the European champions you're at home and you've got no motivation to attack this is the thing about Chelsea as well as as a team when you're when you're playing at home you're meant to attack but these guys for years 
four years, for about 20 years or so, at Stamford Bridge, a big game, they, their first priority is always to, to, to defend. Even under Benitez, we would never like that. But Chelsea, they, I don't know, it's a weird mentality with them. I agree with, with Dippet that Ryan of City is the dumbest thing you can do. These guys walked away with the league last year. They looked better than they had for, for, for a few years. They looked amazing. And, you know, this season, okay, they've had, they've had slip-ups, but, I, yeah, we, we need to win on Saturday. Winning on Saturday, not just winning on Saturday, we need to, we need to show a performance that says, okay, we are, ba- we, we are the same local world a couple of years ago, because I think everyone's writing us off, and if we mess up on Saturday, then yeah, it won't be great. That's why I want us to rest a few players tomorrow night, because I just think we need to, um, we need to, we need everyone fully fit for Saturday. Even Salah, if we have to drop Salah against Porto to rest him, do it, do it, because we, we know we, we know we're gonna get through that group anyway. I, we will get through it. The, the priority it has to be winning the league this year, and to do that, we have to take we have to take minimum four points off City this season, because like, that's a big eight point swing in our favour. So we need to, we, you know, we need to be on it on Saturday. We need to, and we need revenge for last season. These guys came to Anfield, won in an empty stadium. I can, we cannot, you know, I hated that result. I hated that result more than I hated the game against Everton and Chelsea. Because the one thing I was so happy about was the fact that Man City could not buy a win at Anfield. That Guardiola had never tasted victory at Anfield. They've got that win now, you know. Um, so I, I want us on Saturday to put everything, Saturday, Sunday, we know that the game is to just, Quite all right. Set the set set it straight. Yeah, that's it's like with Everton one. It's a hollow victory, man. Like they had no fans and we were we were a shambles. Who were we playing in defense? Probably two midfielders. But I get what you mean though. Always we need to take points off City. City as usual, they're they're always going to be dangerous. So guys, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Just win. Just win Liverpool, yeah. Cool. So I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. And have a good week. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'll see you guys all next week. Cheers.